I'm reading this book called Rest is Resistance, and it is absolutely reading me fulfilled. And I know, based on how I live my life, I don't read for fun. Um, <laughs> even reading this book, like I'm just constantly trying to absorb knowledge in every way that I can. And the most freeing, relaxed reading that I do are memoirs. And still, I'm trying to learn from, from an individual's experience, but it's more fun. It's more lively and more relatable. It's not textbook. It's not bullet pointed. And I love that. But everything in my life, you know, all of my hobbies have turned into task lists. I was going to say chores. I shouldn't. That's not what I want to say, but literal task list. And how can your creativity <laughs> be a task list? And I think that's one thing that I'm trying to freeform, like this like new identity of someone who is has a lot of self-efficacy and who works hard. But I think I think back to my childhood and I think of like, you know, my mom, she used to work two, three jobs at a time. And I would just think to myself like, wow, like I wish she didn't have to do this. And in the moments where we had more than we needed, I was like, I wish she didn't have to do, I wish she knew she didn't have to do this, that I just want her in her presence and her laughter in her most relaxed, vulnerable state and her most freed, liberated mind. That's how I wanted her to show up. And I think about like my friends now and the way that they witness me, you know, sometimes I was just like, do you ever stop? And I think back to like, you know, versions of myself who thought like that my worth was so little if I wasn't producing enough. I remember like in college, um, you know, like I hardly had time to sleep. I had hardly had time to eat. Um, I lost an incredible amount of weight and most of it was just me just not eating almost at all. Me always being on a go, me presenting and walking different places and feeling like people needed me to show up and like just being able to say yes because people were asking me to fill a room with my voice and I was very, very honored. And I also felt like, you know, when I, and I mentioned this before, but like, this need to say yes and take every opportunity by by the horns because I knew there were going to be times where they weren't going to come. And there were times that I felt like so many opportunities um, passed me by. And I remember, you know, living with my ex, we lived together for years. And I remember living with her through the pandemic and she, you know, I was unemployed and she was the one who was like doing all of this advocacy work and you know, working with um, faculty senate and doing some amazing, amazing work and like creating new courses and curriculum requirements that are going to affect the college for decades to come. And I remember like, you know, and this is after I've received all these different awards and I've been validated for my work and all the things that I, impressions that I've left in, in Charleston and at the college and, you know, being on my way out of school. And I remember like she would just like cry sometimes about like, you know, like I'm so stressed. I'm like giving and giving and giving, you know, you don't get paid for this. All these other people in the room because, you know, we would work with faculty a lot. And it's like everybody else in the room is getting salary. 
paychecks, tenure, all this other stuff, accomplishments and validation and and money (laughs) for the work that she was doing for free and that we had done for free. And, you know, she would just like complain and cry and and I, I would feel so envious. And I really didn't even get to like sympathize with her pain because I was like, you're doing it. You're doing it. You're, you're, you're validating your existence. You're proving your worth, <laughs> you know, like, and I wasn't saying it in that way, but like, that's, that's how I felt it in my body because I wasn't over producing. I wasn't like on production mode all the time, you know, and I felt like I was withering away. I felt like I had lost my worth. I felt so depressed and miserable and isolated. And I'm like these big community leaders have called you to the table to sit here. And I know it's hard, but like, it's an honor. And it really is. It's an honor and a privilege to know that your community trusts you to that level and that degree. And I would sit there and I would just not understand because I didn't understand rest. (laughs) I didn't want rest. You know, I'm like, rest is for the dying for the weak. And rest is not for the dying or the weak. Rest is something that we are entitled to. It is part of our very existence that we need consistent sleep and rest. And that's something that I did not have. I had very, very bad insomnia um, for many, many years. And I was doing the same things. I would get up every morning. I would spend two hours getting ready. I would, you know, to, to, to look decent and, and go out and stay out all, all day long, say yes over and over and over again. I can meet with you to do this. I can help you do that. I can constantly saying yes and giving way more than I really spiritually had to give. And there would be months that would go by and I couldn't really remember the things that I used to do. I'm like, what was I doing? What did I do last week? Because there were so many things. (laughs) I remember one semester I had, I was working 45 hours a week and I had three jobs that I was splitting. I'd have, you know, it was part-time. So I did 15 hours at each job and I loved it. And I honestly know now it's because of my ADHD that like I needed all these different things to like focus on. And like my mind was jumping and my life just allowed for that. I would go to class, come out of this class, go to the next class, come out of this, go to, you know, be with the researchers for two hours, leave them, (laughs) you know, go be with this cluster of, of professors and, you know, leave them and then go to this committee meeting and leave that and then chair this committee. And that was a normal day. And I'm not even kidding. All of that could happen in one day. And I've been grasping back in this time in my life to create that same feeling of worth and that I deserve more and that I can have more, but I got to grind. I got to have these like hobbies and these skills and all of this stuff to show that I am, I'm worth the air that I breathe. And that's sad. And I'm reading, I'm reading Restless Resistance and I'm like, resisting the rest (laughs) that's being called for in this book. Like we've got to, we've got to as black people to stop giving into the perfectionism that was taught to us by, you know, these tools of white supremacy. We have got to start to see our bodies as more than tools for, for money, tools for, for validation, tools for 
more. We are enough. I am enough. And I don't have to try twice as hard. I have to be in a room with people who see me for what I am and what I have to give and to not ask me for more than what is healthy for me. And for me to have the strength, the discernment, the self-love, the kindness, the empathy for myself to say no when no is the right answer for me and to not ask others to overextend themselves. And I talked to someone about this before and I was like, you know, a part of like me being so thoughtful and caring is because I know I don't want other people to exist the way that I've existed. And that's my God honest truth. I think about people all the time. I think about their emotions all the time. I think about all the things that are on their plates all the time. And I'm constantly like trying to find a way, like if you're really, really close to me, which is why I don't have a lot of people like in my close, close circle. And is part of the reason why like I think that, you know, relationships are exhausting because when I see that, like when I see that happening in someone else, because it's happening in me constantly, I try to like mitigate some of that or like ease some of that for someone else because I wish it's me trying to manifest um, something that I need. <laughs> it's me in some weird cosmic level deep within my psychology, which has now been very clear to me since I've spent so much time on my own doing like the healing work and the journaling and the reading books that I can't fully wrap my head around to like tell myself like, yes, yeah, like you are, you're pleasing people, you're a people pleaser for selfish reasons sometimes. Like you're waiting for this karma, this elusive karma to come back to you. You're doing all of this because you need this. You need to slow down and recognize like, oh my God, I'm doing this so that somebody else can do this for me and I can feel worthy one day. So that one day I can feel worthy of of the, the car and the house and the family. I am inherently worthy. We are inherently worthy. And I can't wait to, to just listen back to this because I know this is going to be an ongoing problem for me. And that's why I'm saying like, I know I'm going to have to read this book again. And I'm probably going to have to read it again because I've not only seen myself do this, I've seen, you know, my parents overwork themselves. I've seen my friends, you know, like a lot of my friends are like in medical school and law school and just doing amazing things that make me feel like I'm not producing enough some days, truly. But I know like this is a problem for me that's going to take some time, some real time, some real energy. And it's funny because it's like I need to, at my job, they always say like um, speed up to slow down. That's what I need to do. I need to like speed up like my mind to think at that frequency. Like I'm good enough. I'm worthy. I don't have to prove myself. Like I have proven myself <laughs> because I breathe air. I deserve love <laughs> because I did breathe air. I deserve community and like I can create joy and I can understand rest. It's something that's not quantifiable. 
that's something that's very deep seated and rejuvenating and that when I feel it, I can recognize it and reproduce it day after day after day after day. And instead of giving into distraction, I can give into to rest. And I'm praying that for me. And I'm hoping that I can listen back to this and hear myself again say this, that I want this for you. Reagan, I want this for you. I need this. This version of me needs that from you. The kid that watched her mom work three jobs and her dad be upset from being at work all day, she needs to see you rest. She needs to feel you rest. And she needs you to create a space for other people that you love to feel seen, to feel heard, and to rest. 